Welcome to the All About You podcast. My name is Sheila and I am your host. In this podcast, I invite people to tell their stories of their travels, hobbies and passions. These podcasts are also now available on my All About You YouTube channel. So if you have a story to tell, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story. Welcome to the All About You podcast and I'm very excited to continue our round the world travels with Pierre and today we're off to Thailand. So Pierre, welcome back and let's go traveling. Thank you, Sheila. And today we have the podcast is about Thailand. So in November 1997, I started there, coming from Kabon, Thailand, or in the earlier days, before 1939, it was called Siam, a beautiful country. Its culture is really uh, fascinating. It fascinated me so much that in my day-to-day, Thailand is in my thinking, in my doing, and that is more or less due to the Buddhism the way how they live in Thailand. Buddhism is one of the pillars of the Thai society. Do you know that Thailand has never been brought under a European colonial domination? Ah, probably because they've got Buddhism and they have it all organised. They probably don't need it. Well, if you look to all the countries around Thailand, so Malaysia, Singapore, British colony, then you had Cambodia, Vietnam, French colonies. They were all occupied, but dominated by Europeans, except Thailand. Mm, Interesting. That always had been on their own. Yeah. Well, not long after arriving in in Bangkok, November, I was based in Bangkok. Uh, We had a national festival, Loi Kraton. What was that? Well, that took place on the day of the full moon in the 12 lunar months. And it was on a Friday. I never forget it, the 14th of November 1997. What is the Kraton? What they have, they have a lotus shaped float made from a banana stem uh, with folded banana leaves forming the petals of the lotus. The float contains a candle and flowers. And in the evening, the people light the candle and set it afloat along uh, the big river, the Chao Prao, in Bangkok. But the rest of Thailand, they put it in their local rivers and canals. And this is as an offering to the to honor the goddess of water. And if you look over the river, then you see thousands and thousands of small flickering lights of those floating devices. Wow, it must just look absolutely magical. No, no, no bigger than, say, 30 centimeters long. But beautiful, beautiful. Wow. So that was our first impression of, uh, of Thailand when we came there. And another, uh, we talk about floating, another nice place to visit is the floating market. It is about 80 kilometers away, southwest of Bangkok. And the floating market is a commercial center and everything is happening on the water. So the small canoes, the small boats have their um, uh, merchandise on the boats and the people pass and 
move over there and there, buying and selling. Selling the buying, selling from one boat to, to another. another. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. And of course, Thailand has a big variety of beautiful orchids, and I love orchids. I, I, I find it amazing. You, you have to be patient. The orchids here, by the way, in Europe, they are all commercialized. Mm -hmm. You bought them for seven or ten euros, and you have an orchid. And normally, after that, after um, not flowering anymore, there was the flowers, but people throw them away. This like the Christmas herb plant. Yeah, 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 the Christmas trees or the Christmas flowers, yeah. People have it just for a couple of weeks, then yeah. get rid of it. But the, the wild orchids needs special treatment. Yeah. And there in Bangkok I had three balconies and it was hanging, hanging, full with orchids. And the orchids didn't have any soil or anything. It was just in a wooden, small thing, but it was open. And there you saw all the roots coming out. You only, you only had to take care that they didn't have too much sun. Mm -hmm. Because an orchid... Because the, the humidity in the, the water is enough for the plant. You don't need to have to water them yeah. because of the humid atmosphere. Yeah, so the, the orchids were really nice. Another spectacular trip in, in Thailand was a train ride from Bangkok to uh, Kanchanaburi. And that is done on the famous Death Railway. I don't know if you have heard about it. That is uh, unbelievable. The Japanese, because Thailand was in the Second World War, Thailand was under occupation of the Japanese. And they wanted to have the, the supply to provide their armies. They needed to build a railway through Burma, Thailand, to Singapore, in Malaysia. And that was done, that railway was made by the prisoners of war and the prisoners from Indonesia, uh, Malaysia, captured by, by the Japanese. And say they were working on that railway. That's why it is called the Death Railway. So it was free labour. Yeah. And they didn't put much importance on the lives of the workers. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> the beams of the railways, they say that every beam laid under the rails costed one life. Thailand had so many beautiful things. Nowadays, this animal is spoiled by, by the tourists, and it came after the, the Vietnam War. Mm. Because in the Vietnam War, uh, the Americans used Thailand as their military base, and they spoiled a lot. But okay, but the, the main islands in the Gulf of Thailand oh, they are so, so beautiful, and you know, I'm an enthusiastic scuba diver at that time. So I visited many islands, Koh Samui, Koh Samet, Koh Chani, Phi And most of the time I was diving with my daughter. My daughter was that time, she was born in Oman, but that time she was on boarding school in Holland. And then when she came over to visit me in, in, in my postings, 
we, we dived. Yes, he came over and, and we dived many, many times. Now, one aspect in Thailand is the silk industry. The silk industry in Thailand was, was very famous, the same as in China. But over the centuries, the rise of the cotton industry more or less molested or died the silk industry because silk industry is very labor intense. Mm. And until uh, there was an American man, his name was Jim Thompson, and he more or less refined that silk industry in the beginning of the 1900s. And his premises, consisting of authentic Thai houses and workshops uh, made of teak wood, is uh, worthwhile to visit. This man revived the silk industry, which is now well-known, famous. And on one of his trips to Malaysia, he disappeared, and nobody knows where he went. Nobody knows what no, happened. Oh, wow. Nobody knows what happened. But the silk industry is at the moment a very famous and, and big industry. And of course, I took uh, many uh, silk uh, material with me at home to hunt for my mother, because my mother loved uh, needling and... Yeah. yeah. So your mum did quite well out of all your journeys around the world, getting these beautiful silks and other fabrics from other countries that she probably wouldn't have been able to access if you weren't travelling. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, my mother was amazing. But that is another story. That's another <laughs> story. Let's, let's not digress. Uh, and the north of Thailand uh, is also beautiful because there you have the mountains. And you, there are the two main rivers, the Chao Prao, who more or less ends near Bangkok. And the other river is the Mekong River, that is well known from the Vietnam War, mm -hmm. and that is ending in uh, Vietnam. So the Chao Prao River drains in the Gulf of Thailand, and the Mekong River is used as the border between Laos and Cambodia, and ends in Vietnam. It is called the Golden Triangle, due to... The, the drugs. The drugs. And the, the drug business more or less came due to the war in, in, in Vietnam. The same with the prostitution in, in Bangkok. Before that time, it was not known. What you have in the north is uh, the lacquer pottery is very famous. So they make from very thin wood. Say lacquer, say make lacquer potteries. Mm. So layer after layer after layer, and then they make very nice uh, uh, figures in it and structures. And I still have in my collection a few items. It is more or less maroon, brown, red color. So there are some traditional colors they use. Yes, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. I like the Norse very much, yeah. What is also very uh, traditional in Thailand, especially in the early days, was the Thai porcelain. And they got it from China, but then they created their own methodology, the temperature and the substance, and that was called the Benjarong. That is a traditional form of Thai porcelain. And the hand-painted 
places are usually decorated in a few colors only with gold and after that it is enameled with uh, relief glaze. And from the 13th century this was exclusively made for the royal court. King Boom, uh, well, when I was in Thailand, King Bumibo was, was the king. And I jump now, but I have to tell this about King Bumibo. He is so that time praised and respected by the population that if you were walking there in a park around the street at six o'clock in the evening, the music starts, the national anthem, and everybody stood still. Oh, everybody's respecting. Respect, yeah. When you went to the cinema, uh, before the cinema you got a film about King Bumibo, what he all did for the people, the national anthem, you had to stand up. And everyone's standing up in the cinema before the main film. And then the main film started. Uh, porcelain was especially made for the, the royal court. But now it is available for the tourists as well. So, of course, it was time to leave Thailand. Right, so you've <laughs> done your three and a half, four years, time to move again. For my time in Thailand, I got such a Benjaron pot, porcelain pot, beautiful, and it is in my in my collection it's in your traveling collection yes, yes so where are we off to next well this time not close by thailand we are going to venezuela ah okay yeah. so venezuela is our next destination for travel on the next yes. podcast yes yeah. perfect i hope you enjoyed the conversation Please subscribe on whatever platform you are using. It is free. And if you would like to tell your story, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story.